welcome to the Wilder Outdoors podcast, where you'll get the inspiration and information you need to have great outdoor adventures with your family. I'm Rob, your host. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. This is Rob. I'm excited for today's episode, where I will be sharing with you my list of essential items that I take out with me every time I go out into the woods. Now, before we start, please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. And if at the end of it, you like what you heard, please give it a good review. And also, if you're looking for great resources to inspire your whole family to get outside, check out our free resource, Essential Reading for Adventurous Families. And you can get that at www.wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list. No spaces. That's www.wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list. So I'll start with a story. I'm relatively new to hunting, but I'm not new to the outdoors. And a few years ago, I was hunting almost every morning before sunrise uh, in a, a local wildlife management area near our house. Now, I had cell service, and it was close to town, but it was a new area to me. And I would go there every morning before sunrise to set up, because that's the best chance I had of, of seeing a deer. And one morning I decided to go out and I wanted to set up at the base of a small cliff where I had seen deer walking into fields and feeding near a swamp. And so in the dark with my headlamp and my bow, I started walking down this cliff and out of nowhere I tripped. I tripped and I went tumbling down that cliff face, I mean head over heels, and I was hitting rocks along the way and trees, and thankfully at one point things flattened out a little bit and I stopped. And I checked myself and my pants were ripped, everything was ripped, and there was blood everywhere. I was actually afraid that I had broken my leg. And I took a minute. And I looked up and I realized that if my leg was broken, there was no way I was getting back up that cliff. And while I thought I had cell reception, it turns out that my phone was actually dead. Now, thankfully, my leg was okay and I could walk. So I was able to get back up and get out and get to safety. But it was enough to startle me. And I'm sad to say that that's not the only scary experience I've had in the outdoors. And so what I do every time I go outdoors, whether I think it's going to be safe Uh, sort of a safe, easy hike or something a little more adventurous, I always have a, a few things that I carry on me. And some folks might call this an everyday carry that has a some connotations in some communities, but essentially what an EDC is, is it's something that you carry with you every day in case something goes wrong. And for me, my EDC includes things for the outdoors. And today I'll share with you what I keep in my EDC and what you can keep in yours. So the first thing that I would recommend is find something to store all of these supplies in. It could be a backpack, it could be a satchel, even a fanny pack. So find something that you can store all of this in and every time you go into the outdoors, you can just grab it and have it with you. Now before I'll tell you what I put in my EDC, I will tell you what I do to keep myself safe and that is I plan. I almost always have a plan for where I will be, when I will go there, and when I get back. And I always have at least one person I tell my plan to and let them know a time frame for when they should start to get worried and when they should call for help. 
even if it's a small, say, short trip out. What that does is that makes sure that if something goes wrong, someone knows. Now, the trick is I have to stick to that plan if I want it to work. So once I've done my preparation correctly and let someone know where I'm going and come up with a plan for where I'm going, the first thing I want to be sure I have with me all the time is my phone. And I might even want to turn it off just to conserve battery. But a phone is a great tool in case something goes wrong. And if you happen to have cell service, you can call. There are also great uh, apps now that will take satellite imagery and GPS and take that um, and put it on your phone when you don't have cell service, like OnX Maps. That's a great tool if you don't have it. But I'm always going to want to have my phone on me. The other thing I want to have, just in case my phone dies, is a solar charger. Now, I've got a small um, solar panel, uh, or so, I should say solar-powered charger, that keeps a battery charge constantly. And I can hook that into my phone using a USB cord and charge it just in case things go wrong. So my first line of defense is the easiest line of defense, which is keep my phone and keep it charged. Now, if that doesn't work, for some reason you might not have cell signal, or your phone may die, or you're charger might not work. Who knows what? It's really important to carry a whistle or a mirror with you. Now, whistles and mirrors are what we'll use to signal for help. I have a whistle built into my backpack, actually. there's a It's, it's part of the strap. I also have a whistle on a paracord bracelet. So I keep a few on me. That's just because in case something goes wrong, I want to be sure I have a way to alert people that I'm not well and that I need help. And the standard signal for I need help is three long whistles. The mirror is in case you're in a situation where you have to be rescued by plane. And what that mirror will do is it will allow you to reflect sunlight to a pilot who might not see you otherwise. So the whistle and the mirror are great if you need to get rescued. But an even better situation is that you can get out of that place on your own. And so to do that, I always carry some sort of compass or some sort of GPS. Let me tell you a story. When my wife and I were young, we used to go out in the woods all the time. Backpacking especially was a lot of fun. And we read in a hiking manual that there would be a long but doable hike in the mountains of eastern Arizona. That's all it said. It was in a book that said Easy Hikes of Arizona. So we went, we packed up our, our backpacking gear like we always did, and went out. We had a map, we had everything we needed, and about 10 miles in, we realized we were lost. It was a trail that was what they call primitive, means that it's managed by the people who travel it. And we were going into a canyon, and with tired legs and probably a little bit of dehydration, we looked around and realized that we could not see the trail going down anymore. And we also couldn't see the trail to get back out. And so, obviously concerned, and knowing that the day was starting to uh, wrap up quickly, we went down into the canyon and decided to camp by a water source. Now, thankfully, in the morning, cooler heads prevailed. We were able to look at the map and realize that if we just bushwhacked our way up that canyon face, we would eventually hit a trail. And thankfully, we did. And we got out and we got home. But it was a very scary situation to be lost at least an hour from the nearest cell signal. So always carry a compass, if you can, a GPS, and if possible, a map. The next thing that I want to keep on me is some basic first aid. Our family uses a pack by a company called MyMedic, and they're fantastic. 
they're designed by first aid professionals and they include any number of things that you could imagine for a bad situation, whether you're in the wilderness, on a job site, or in an emergency in your car. So if you don't want to spend the money on a pre-made pack, here's some things that I would recommend taking with you. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a professional in this area. These are just things that I carry based on actual problems I've had to face or solve in the wilderness. So the first thing I want to bring are bandages, because if I'm bleeding, I'm going to need to wrap that up. I'm going to need to put pressure on it, especially if the wound is deep. I'm going to need to fill that. So bandages and gauze are important. I'm going to want antiseptic wipes because while I might be able to clean up a wound, if it gets infected, I could be in real trouble real fast. I also carry antihistamines in case anyone has an allergic reaction. I've had this happen more times than not when someone finds out that they're allergic to something when you're with them in the woods. So I typically carry Benadryl with me. Aspirin is good for painkillers, but it will also help if someone's having a heart attack. And uh, in case someone is really hurt, if they're, they're bleeding a lot and they risk potentially bleeding out, it's always good to carry a tourniquet with you and to learn how to use it. So that's what I keep in my pack. I should also point out that I have made a point to learn how to use each of these pieces of equipment in my first aid kit. And that's not that hard to do. Just go on YouTube and type in how to properly apply a bandage. It's pretty straightforward and a little preparation can go a long way. You'll also want to bring sun protection. And that doesn't need to be a lot. Sunscreen, hat, long sleeve shirts, whatever it is, you want to be sure that you're not exposed to the sun for too long because serious sunburns can have long-lasting effects on your health and on your ability to get out. You'll also want to have something to keep you dry just in case it rains. And that's because when you get wet, you get cold. And when you get cold, you can get hypothermia. So it can be something as simple as a poncho, or if you're really into roughing it, you can bring contractor garbage bags, which can double for a lot of things. Um, I for example, can make a hammock out of a contractor garbage bag or even fill it with leaves to create some space between you and the ground if you have to spend the night in the woods. So something to keep you dry just in case it rains. Also, if you have to do anything at night, which hopefully you won't, but if you do, you will need some sort of light, whether it be a flashlight or a headlamp. You should also bring some sort of multi-tool or pocket knife. And that's not because you need to be tough or defend yourself. It's because you need to do stuff. The wilderness presents problems that you can't always anticipate. And we take for granted our ability to say, cut a rope or cut a piece of paracord. If you don't have a knife with you, that becomes very, very hard. I carry a knife with me everywhere I go and I get a hard time from my wife. But I'll tell you what, the number of times I have had to fix something with that knife has made it worth it. You'll also want something to start a fire with. Now that could be matches or a fire starter, but I will tell you the best and easiest way if you have time to prepare for a fire in the wilderness is a lighter with a little bit of duct tape wrapped around it. And that duct tape can serve as a long lasting fire starter. So you would just take the duct tape off, roll it up and light it, and that'll burn for several minutes while you build a fire around it. Now, why do you need a fire? In the wilderness, well, one, you may need uh, to see at night, but in a lot of places, a fire may be the difference between freezing overnight and not. 
So being able to build a fire is super important. It's also important if you want to be rescued. Building a uh, rescue fire isn't very hard if you can build a regular fire. You just want to add lots of green leaves to it, which will add lots of smoke. And so if someone is out looking for you, uh, that signal fire could save your life. You'll also want to think about food and water. Now, if you're packing extra food in your everyday carry, you want it to be high-calorie foods like nuts, trail mix, uh, cliff bars, things like that. And for water, we always want to carry a little extra water on us, but we want to be thinking about where we could get water if we needed to in the wilderness. So we'll need some sort of filtration or purification device. Now, those could be tablets. That said, those tend to taste gross. So I prefer UV-powered purification systems. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Uh, check that out. But you'll need something to purify water if you're able to find it. The last thing you'll need, and this will be potentially a difference between life and death in some colder situations, is some sort of emergency shelter. A space blanket is great. They reflect the heat back into and will keep you warm at night. If you're comfortable, a paracord and a small tarp would certainly help. For anyone interested, a shameless plug. Uh, in the Wilder Outdoor Academy online courses, we teach survival shelters. So if you'd like to check that out and learn a little bit, go to www.wilderoutdooracademy.com and check it out. It's a great resource. So that's it. That's what I keep in my everyday carry every time I go in the woods. I'll include links in the show notes to a lot of the things that I've mentioned here. But make sure you've got these on you or something on you every time you go out in the woods and you'll be ready for the unexpected. Now get out there, have a safe time in the wilderness.